Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, February 7th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're here for the full hour, and then we're going to extend that by 30 minutes as we've got Marshall basketball coming up tonight. We go on the air with our pregame at 6 o'clock. That's going to be on 93.7 The Dog and right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 as the Herd's on the road taking on the Troy Trojans, one of the top teams in the league. This is an important game for Dan D'Antoni and his squad. Marshall needs this one if it wants to stay in the hunt for the top spot in league play. Of course, Marshall has yet to take on App State. That's going to be tough for the Thundering Herd. But Troy, the next best thing. Got to get the Trojans today if you want to stay in the hunt. Marshall will try to do that tonight. 7 o'clock is going to be tip. Listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So today we're going to hear from Coach Huff. Today was National Signing Day, so we spent a few minutes with Coach Huff earlier today and talking about the importance of the signing class. We're going to hear a lot from Coach Huff the rest of this week. Also, today was Education Day at Marshall University for women's basketball. And so... I don't know how many of you went. It was a great game. It was exciting. It was loud. So if you had never been before and this was your first time, the first thing you probably take away from that is your hearing. It's gone forever just because those kids have bottomless pits of energy. And when the scoreboard says, get loud, make noise, those kids, they get loud and they make noise. It's something to behold. It's something to hear. I couldn't even hear myself think how loud it was. And so Marshall gets the win, 74-42. to So the Thundering Herd in front of 3,024 at the Cam Henderson Center. And those kids were loud. The majority of them stayed until the very end. I saw lots of groups represented, so it was a nice mix of schools across the tri-state. I hope that more schools do that. Why not for not just for women's basketball? Let's have that for other events. I don't know if you could do that for football. I don't know if you could do that for men's basketball. Maybe some high schools should do that as well. Bring in kids from different parts of the school system. Let them have a day. Maybe you do it at 11 a.m., but it was fun, and Kim Caldwell and her squad gets the victory. We'll hear from her in just a few minutes as well, get her thoughts on the victory. She was happy. I'll tell you that just as a spoiler, she was happy, and so she should be. Louisiana was a good squad coming into the Henderson Center, and Marshall got the victory. Marshall improving now, avenging at least the taste of that—get that taste out of your mouth, that loss. That's what they were trying to do, just rebound, bounce back, and— They couldn't have picked a better game to need a rebound with than the education day. So that was super fun today at the Henderson Center. I hope you got a chance to go. If you did, I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are on how that game played out. The kids were all over the place. They were loud. That's what you want. They were into it. 
they were singing along. They knew the songs better than most of the people in the crowd. They were singing along the songs, and a couple of people looked at me and like, we're old. We don't know the songs anymore. They're old. And, of course, uh, the dance cam, I just want to say, because I know they listen, I absolutely know that the folks at Marshall University who are in charge of that department listen. They played the songs I hate the most during the dance cam, and they did it deliberately. So if you heard Baby Shark today, and then you heard Cotton Dye Joe back-to-back, and you were having a good time, you're welcome. Because I hate those songs. Those songs got played because I was there. It's terrible. But the kids have fun. So I was all happy that the kids have fun. They look like they have fun. I hope some of them come back. Not just as vacation day, but I hope those kids come back and they become fans. And, and that's what you're trying to do. So kids come back. Hey, I want to go back again. I want to see more Marshall basketball. Maybe we can go to a men's game. Maybe we can go back and see the women. So that was the whole idea. And, of course, maybe that's a new ex- inspire someone. Because I'll tell you right now, if a young lady is looking for a role model and you see a, a spark plug like Abby Beeman out there, and she's not that tall, and she's a spark plug out there. Beeman had 14 points, four assists, 14 points. She had five turnovers, a couple of steals there, had a block even. She was 7 of 16 from the field. She missed all her three-point shots. So she's got something to work on for the next game. She was playing with three fouls at one point. But Beeman had 14, and that was a good performance for her. Sydney Scott had 11. Brianna Campbell had 10. And then it was just everyone else on the roster chipping in and finding a way to do something to help the team. So the Thundering Herd had, believe it or not, 35 points off of turnovers. L only had 10. Marshall had 30 points in the paint. L had only 14. Here's an interesting stat. We're going to talk about this in a few minutes with Coach. 18 fast break points for Marshall. Zero for Louisiana. Nothing there. Marshall could have finished stronger in the fourth We'll get Coach's comments on that as well, see where she's at on it. But overall, she was happy today, and so she should be. It was a good win, good game for the Thundering Herd, 74-42. to Fast start, held on. I didn't like the fourth as well either. And this is a coach that she's going to look at this and she sees a win, but she's going to have a lot of things that she's just not happy with, and she even commented on that. Like, I'm usually not happy, but I was happy today. That was a good win for the team. So that was fun, and then we had a chance to talk to Coach Huff, and we'll hear more from him as we progress through the hour as signing day is here. Now, we could talk about all the kids and players that the Herd signed. We could just try to jam it all in today. There are a lot of kids on this team that are straight out of high school, and Coach is going to explain why he wants to do it the way he's doing with the high school kids. And then there are a multitude of players from different schools, and a lot of them come from Power 5 schools. So it's a good balance, a good mix of transfer player kids and kids straight out of high school. Now, a lot of these kids are well-regarded. We can go over the list throughout the next month or so, talking about some of these kids, kind of trying to learn a little bit more about them as we break this down. And I know we're all going to look at these and have our particular favor. Hey, this kid's going to be something else. Hey, this is a big-time get for the Thundering Herd. 
you know, we're going to do that and have that exercise. And if there's a kid that stands out to you, I want to hear who you're excited about seeing. If you look at these rankings and you look at these numbers and you go, wow, that's a good get for the herd. I want to know who is exciting you the most. And we'll open up our text line this hour at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So we've got a lot of Marshall to get into. And of course, basketball coming up this evening. And then there's a couple of things I want to talk about today. We talked more about Dartmouth the other day than I was prepared to because it was still fresh. It's still new. And I'm interested to see where this is going to go as far as Dartmouth. The men's basketball players are now eligible. They're able to vote to unionize. And so that is going to have, I think, a ripple effect on college athletics. How much? I don't know. But it's out there, and it's going to be something that you got to keep an eye on. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. I really want to break down what that means for college basketball, college football, just college athletics in general. And then yesterday we got the news while we're on the air that ESPN, Fox Corporation, and Warner Brothers, they're coming together to form a super service, a super sports platform. Now, what's this platform going to be like? We still don't know all the details just yet, but it seems, according to a few reports that have come out, that it's going to cost, are you ready for this? $40 a month. So ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers will have a new sports service. There'll be content from all of those services, and that'll be across all the major sports. NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB. It's going to be a new company. It's going to have its own leadership team. It's going to be a standalone app, and it's going to, according to reports, including CNBC, $40 a month. Are you ready to spend $40 a month on a sports service that has everything that you want and nothing that you don't? Here's what you could get off of this. And according to these reports that are coming out, and I'm learning more as you are as well, you can bundle this product with current streaming platforms, including Disney Plus, Hulu, and Max. I have Disney Plus, but I have the bundle because it was cost it was it was affordable. I got it early. And so I'm kind of grandfathered in on a different price tier, and I'm keeping that as long as I can. Because it's a better price, and I get Disney Plus, and I get Hulu with ads. No big deal. I don't watch Hulu that much. And ESPN Plus. And so that's what I have. And now if I can bundle this in, maybe that's going to be a better deal for me. But I'm still going to have satellite for the foreseeable future. And I already get ESPN, ESPN2. And this is going to be the content you're going to get on this package. So the mothership, ESPN2, the deuce, ABC, Fox, FS1, FS2, Big Ten Network. Also, you're going to get stuff from TNT, TBS, True TV, and that's going to have all of the major sports leagues. You're going to have college football there. You're going to have basketball there. Soccer is going to be there. Cycling is going to be there. Tennis, golf, UFC, 
All of that's going to be there. And who is this going to be targeted at? If you're going to be a customer of this, are you going to say goodbye to cable? Are you going to cut that finally? If you still have cable or satellite, do you look at this package and go, you know, I only have cable or satellite because, well, I want to get these channels. I want to get ESPN. The only way I can do that is if I go through my cable provider or satellite. Do you drop cable? Do you drop satellite if you get this sports package? And I'm sure your situation is going to be different. Do you have Disney Plus? Do you have a young family? Are you going to miss out on some of the product already that's on cable? Or do you already supplement that? Hey, look, we have Disney Plus. The kids can watch the Disney stuff. We're good. We have Max. So there's some of the kids stuff there. So now we can just drop all of that and just have the streaming services for things we want. And if you can bundle this with Hulu and Disney Plus, you're going to be able to, I'm sure, supplement what you're doing. Your case may vary, but for me, if it was just me, I would almost drop my cable or satellite package for this service. But it's going to be 40 a month. It's not for someone that already keeps cable and is going to keep that service or satellite. I think this is that person who has cut the cable but wants sports, and now you're going to have this opportunity. You can just get the package you want. I want sports. I'm going to get this. I don't want the History Channel. I don't want the Cooking Channel. I don't want all of these other channels that I get. If I want to watch over-the-air TV, I'll put an antenna up, put one in my bedroom. I'll get those channels. I'll get the sports channels. I'm good. 40 a month, I'll be saving money here. Streaming is where it's going to go. Traditional broadcasts for television are going to transform into streaming quicker than I thought it would. I still thought we had a little more time, but now these companies are coming together merging. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's our number to be a part of today's show. We'll talk more about your streaming options. Is this the package you've been dreaming of? And, of course, we're going to get in a little bit more into the situation that's forming at Dartmouth. Basketball players can unionize. What's that mean now for you as far as a college sports fan? Ticket price is going to go up because the union is going to come in and then costs are going to go up with your favorite college football, basketball team. you got to get the money from somewhere. Are they going to unionize? Are they going to demand different things, different travel arrangements, different practice schedules, piece of the revenue? What's going to happen here? And, of course, you got to find that money somewhere. I think it's going to hit as well eventually in your pocketbook because you're going to be a donor. You're going to be asked to give more. You're also going to have to pay maybe a little higher price at the ticket office. Get those season ticket packages. Take advantage of some deals. You might not use all those tickets, but it's still probably going to be cheaper than looking to try to piece together a schedule based on the games you can go to. 
So many things we can talk about to get into this. And, of course, we're going to hear from Kim Caldwell when we continue, Coach Huff as well. We'll try to get into all of this. And we still have basketball to get into later because Marshall is on the road at Troy. That's coming up 6 o'clock airtime for our coverage on West Virginia and Appalachian Laborers District Council College Basketball today, presented by Liuna, your workforce solution. That's all coming up. We continue on with your text when we are back from break here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Earlier today, 11 a.m. tip-off, Marshall took on Louisiana. Kim Caldwell's squad getting the victory 74-42. It was Education Day, opportunity for kids across the tri-state to come see the game. They were loud. A texter wrote in just a few minutes ago and said that their daughter went and had a blast. Sent me a picture of them wearing their shirts. Southside Elementary. There were a lot of kids from Southside Elementary at the game today. There were a lot of kids from a wide color scheme. I saw orange. I saw green. I saw purple. I saw a lot of school colors in the Henderson Center today. And if I haven't said this enough... It's because I've lost my hearing. So maybe I didn't hear myself say this. They were loud. And it was hilarious to hear how loud they could get. I don't know if it really bothered Louisiana, but it did make for a fun time today at the Henderson Center. So the Marshall women get the victory, and they did it with a dominating start at one point. They were shutting them out. I thought they were going to go the entire first and just not give up a basket. But Louisiana finally had a basket. They finished the first 28 in favor of the herd. And then they outscored them 21-14 in that second. Third period, they were solid as well, 19-10 in favor of the herd. Fourth, it was a little closer, 14-10. wasn't the strong finish that maybe Marshall wanted. But Marshall did get the victory, winning against Louisiana. Marshall in that game shot 26 of 62. They were 8 of 31 from the three-point line, 14 of 20 from the three-point line. I'm sorry, the free-throw line. And they were able to manage 42 rebounds in that contest compared to Louisiana. Shot just 16 of 54. They were only 5 of 15 from the three-point line. And they didn't get too many opportunities to go to the line. They were just 5 of 7 from the free-throw line. Rebounds only can manage 34 rebounds. So the Thundering Herd gets a victory. For the most part, it was a dominating performance. Kim Caldwell, after the game, spoke with the media. She said that it was one of those games where she was actually happy about. Uh, I'm not usually happy, but I am happy with that win today. Uh, that's a good team. That team's better than better than they looked. Um, it was a big game for us. I felt a lot of pressure coming off of the JMU loss before we hit the road that we needed to get one. Uh, have a lot of people banged up and hurt, and so we had – um, people step up and help us, and that's huge, and that's going to be really good for us, good momentum going forward before we hit a four-game road stretch. And that's important because the herd going on the road, that's going to be a tough act to follow. 
You've been home for a good portion of your schedule. you got to go on the road now four straight. Thankfully, it's not consecutive. You do get Saturday off. That's the good news. So she has some time to get ready. That's going to be a luxury that some of the other teams don't have, and I'm sure she'll take advantage of that. The crowd was a story today. It wasn't the story, but it was a story, and it was a loud, fun crowd to be in. 3,024. I love giving the attendance numbers for women's basketball because every time it feels like I'm giving a bigger number, and hopefully that continues to grow. Why not? Why can't Marshall women's basketball average 3,000, 4,000, 5,000? Why can't that be a reality? And so far, so good for the Thundering Herd. And Coach Caldwell did comment on that crowd today. It's unmatched. And, and thank you for everyone that helped. I know Kathy D'Antoni had a lot. Sydney Shelton had a lot. I'm sure I'm missing people. But the people that helped do that and get those those kids out of school and in the seats. I mean, it's a once in a once in a year, once in a lifetime type thing to have people scream bloody murder for that long <laughs> at, at a pitch that, that is, I mean, I need some Tylenol, but they were great. <laughs> they were great. Coach, I needed Advil too. I needed Tylenol, Advil, ibuprofen. Thankfully, I had some in my desk drawer when I got back here at the office because I needed it as well. And it was all worth it because it was fun. I don't think you can match that. You couldn't match that pitch. You could have a sold-out Marshall men's basketball game and you couldn't match that pitch unless it's all kids. You can try. You're not, you could have the band playing. You're not going to match that pitch. It was high-pitched. It was painful. And it was fun to be a part of. What did Coach like? What did Coach dislike? What was something that she was looking to see the team get better on? She talked about defense. That was something she thought that they looked a little bit better on. We were better on the defensive end, so that was good. Um, and that makes my job a little bit easier. Uh, we're still going to use the break and try to get better, 5% better. Where We have an opportunity. We have a window. There's not a lot of basketball left to be played, and so we're going to try to get better as individuals and as a team. What does she not like? Well, she liked the fast start. She didn't necessarily like the finish of the game. Didn't hate it, didn't love it as well. Coach Caldwell commenting on that fourth quarter. Yeah, I didn't love the fourth quarter at all. Um, but I, it is what it is. We were just trying to get out of there at that point because um, they started to make a little run. We went cold for felt like five or six minutes. But when you see 30, the kids are kids. 30 points, pretty big score. It was tough for Louisiana to overcome, but I'll give them credit. They did not quit. That was a good team that came in at Henderson Center. A better win against a good team will take it 74-42. And as I highlighted earlier, fast break points, 18 for Marshall, zero for Louisiana. That was something that I think maybe they heard keyed on a little bit, especially after the James Madison game. Coach Caldwell was happy with that stat. I mean, it's huge. That's something we watched a lot of film on. It's uh, something we harped on. I was pretty hard on them um, about their rotations. And, and we watched some film, and we repped it, and we repped it hard, and we're going to continue to do that, and we're going to try not. Again, we're going to use that loss to make us better, and I think we did. We just have to keep using it to make us better. That's Kim Caldwell, the herd, with the victory 74-42. to 42. Also today is National Signing Day. Coach Huff had a few minutes to spend with us today to talk about the class. We're going to get into Coach Huff 
all this week as far as everything that he had to say. He had a lot to say. We'll break some of it down for you when we continue. We'll also look ahead to Marshall men's basketball. That's coming up tonight. We go on the air with our pregame coverage at 6 o'clock. Tip-off is set at 7 o'clock, and you can listen to it all right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back to our Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Today, National Signing Day for college football, so the Thundering Herd obviously at the forefront of that. Good signing class. We'll see what it really looks like at the end of the cycle. If I had the if I had the time, I would like to go back a few classes and start keeping track of how the class ultimately impacted the thundering herd. I know Doug Smock used to do that. You remember Doug Smock? He used to work in papers. He used to be the sports writer for paper in Charleston. He would not he he would do something different and I loved it. Instead of okay, here's what the class looks like now, he would at the end when everyone was done, okay, here's the impact this class had on Marshall. And I don't know if I'm going to have to talk maybe Luke Creasy over at HD Media into doing something like that. That seems like his his forte. That's something right up his alley. He does a fantastic job. So I think he's the guy to nominate for that. But the Herd, with 36 signees in the class of 2024, Charles Huff earlier today during his media availability right after the Marshall women's game talked a little bit more about the signing class. It's like Christmas to football coaches. It's kind of like Christmas for football coaches. Um, My staff said today, really, it's like a deep breath because now we can actually focus and turn the page on our team. But um, the the numbers – shocking to me um, as a football coach or as any coach you put your head down and you go to work um, but a huge thank you to our recruiting staff uh, they're here today uh, will Reed uh, Tori Kate uh, we lost a staff member to another opportunity midway through this thing and we had four of the youngest and brightest um, young men and women step up, and we didn't drop a ball. Actually, we probably did even better. Um, they managed everything, even things they had experience on, didn't have experience on. Last weekend, we had over a thousand people in Huntington um, to sell or to tell them about our program and our university, and they managed it phenomenally. Um, there was not one logistical issue, whatever it may be. The weekend before that, we had over 600 people here. Um, so hats off to them for being able to do that. Hats off to our administration for allowing us to be able to have the space and the facility to do that. Christmas. That's always how they describe it. It's like Christmas. Get to open up the packages, see what you got, recruiting day, opportunity to look ahead, start thinking forward now, not looking backwards, just starting to move ahead now towards the next season. So always a good time for coaches. Signing day, 
And as he outlined earlier, and he went into a little bit more detail, the coaches, he praised them, had a lot to say about his staff. They did work hard. He challenged them. Things didn't work out the way that people thought it would. Coach was disappointed as well. So time to move forward, and he challenged his coaches to work hard, and he praised them for it. Obviously, the coaches have busted their tail. I challenged them at the end of the year. We did not finish the way we needed to finish, but we finished the way we did. So we got to own it. In order to own it, you fix your problems in recruiting. You don't fix your problems by complaining. You don't fix your problems by finger pointing. You fix your problems by recruiting, and that's just not going out and getting other talent. That's recruiting new information. That's recruiting new ways to get better. That's recruiting new relationships with the players we have here. Um, and I think our staff did a phenomenal job of that. Um, obviously, as you look at it, today is the kind of the end of two days that were put together. Uh, we signed 36 new um, football players. Uh, 15 of those high school, which I think is a, a, a key point because in order for us to be transformational and not transactional, we got to develop. So we got to recruit young men out of the high schools in order to continue to develop. Do we have to use the transfer portal? Yes. Um, is it going to be Colorado of the East? No, it's not what we're going to be. Um, but we will use it, you know, when we have to use it to balance what we did. You know, Coach, if you got some shades like Coach Prime, and maybe you could work me your promo code out. You could become Colorado of the East. I would, I would wear some Coach Huff shades. I get what he's saying. We're not just going to kick everybody out and transfer portal this. I get exactly what he's saying. But there's a, there's a method to the madness. Coach Prime has got his way of going about it. Coach Huff, a little bit more balanced here as far as recruiting kids in high school recruiting early not just okay let's go get a shopping list together and go get them there's actually some recruiting going on here and you look at the class and includes 15 high schoolers now in this day and age it's hard for high school kids to get recruited and the reason being is because now you can go into the portal and you can come out with everything you need and a lot of those kids are proven commodities. So you have 36 newcomers. You have a third of those kids playing at the Power 5 level. And it's a good balance. You have on offense, eight wide receivers, seven offensive linemen, two running backs, two tight ends, three quarterbacks. Defense, you have good mix of defensive linemen, defensive backs, linebackers. It's a good, solid mix of players on both sides of the ball. Coach Huff broke down the class a little bit further for us when we were talking to him. 15 high school young men and 21 transfers. Um, our philosophy, just so everyone understands, and there's different ways to manage this thing. Some go all portal, some go all high school. Our philosophy is we will always replace the, high, the seniors that we lose with high school kids. That way our depth and development stays consistent. So, for example, we lost 15 graduating seniors. They exhausted eligibility. We will always replace those with 15 high school guys. Next year, we're anticipating losing 17 um, seniors with graduating eligibility. We'll replace those with 17 guys. Um, sometimes you guys may see on senior day some guys walk but come back. Um, we don't count them unless they exhaust eligibility. Now you know. You lose 15, exhaust eligibility, 
You go out and you replace them with high school kids. You start working a foundation. Then you go out and get what you need in the transfer portal. So 15 kids from the high school ranks, and that's a good number. Now, how many of these kids are already on campus? It's an interesting number, and there's a reason why not all of them are on campus, but some of them are. Coach Huff explained how many he's got already in the fold. Seven of the high school, seven of the 15 high school players are here on campus as mid-years, which I think speaks to the academic prowess that we're recruiting. Um, you can't leave high school early without your degree. Um, and in order to do that, you have to um, finish your coursework an entire semester early, which seven of these young men have done. Um, and they are here already on campus. Uh, with that, some schools don't allow it. So there are some young men who weren't able to come because their school systems don't allow them to finish early. Um, but seven of them were able to do that. And he also has a, a lot of Power 5 transfers, 12 to be exact. Out of that class, uh, we have 12 Power 5 transfers. So out of that, um, that, 25, or that 21 number, um, 12 of those guys are from Power 5 schools for whatever reason. Um, and I'm a big believer. My philosophy on the transfer portal is two things. One, no one comes into our program unless somebody in the building has a relationship with that kid, meaning I recruited him at another school. I know his coach. I know his parents. Uh, we try not to recruit strangers, right? And I think if you look at what we've done in the last three years, our, our kids represent this community in the right way. Um, and, and that's kind of how we do it. And then the second thing, you got to be able to play. I mean, that's, I mean, that's obviously um, a big part of it. So areas where we needed some um, improvement, we were able to kind of go out and bring some of those young men in. Well, that's a big one. You need kids that can play. I think that's the obvious one. These kids are good enough to be recruited. You like all the extras that come along with them. So building relationships, that's what this staff likes to do. They don't take flyers on kids that they have zero connection to. So it's important that Coach Huff's staff does its research, recruits early, has a huge network. That way you have a relationship. You have an idea of what these kids are all about. It's a lot of work. But it seems to have worked for the coach so far. We haven't had in years past, the last few years, the problems. You don't have character issues, and everyone's going to have an issue now and then. It's You can't stay immune to it. But you have to look at the quality of kid that's been coming in here. And that's one thing that I will say about Coach Huff. We haven't had those kind of issues over the last few years. That's not what Coach Huff is about. So he at least deserves some praise on that. Now, as far as the class rankings are concerned, everybody likes to look at the stars and talk about the rankings. Well, how did Marshall rank? Where did the herd end up? What kind of class is this? A lot of these services are there to sell you something. I honestly don't believe that coaches go, well, hey, that's a three-star or four-star from this service, so we got to get him. Now, they have their own rankings. But these are things that we can talk about. These are things you can be proud of when you talk to your, your friends on social media and you praise the thundering herd and you point out, our class ranking was higher than yours. You know you're going to do it. But Coach Huff, he helps you out a little bit today. When you look at the rankings, um, and there's a bunch of different publications, but overall, right, high school and portal 
class combined, there's some rankings were number one, there's some rankings were number two in the Sun Belt Conference. So either way, we're at the top. Um, to me, that's where the wins match your recruiting rankings. How fast? Well, that depends on how fast we develop. That depends on how fast uh, we, we develop the bodies, stay healthy, those type of things. But this will be the first year that we're in the top two. The last three years we were in the top four. Um, so this is the first year we're in the top two, um, like I said, in some publications, number one. Um, obviously, everyone is very aware we have the number one transfer portal class in the group of five. We have the number 10 transfer portal class in the country. So Ole Miss, Georgia, um, Texas, all of them. All right, we're, we're in that mix. Coach Huff, on the rankings from our text line, the texter asks or says, I like the concept of evaluating a recruiting class after the fact, but as the portal will likely destroy a class after the first year, is it realistic? I think you're going to have to come up with a different grading system, and I think that's also going to be a grade that you're going to have to give the coaches. Not only do you grade the class, you grade the coaches. All right, did that player work out? Did Marshall lose a player? Did the player work out elsewhere? Did the player fail to live up to expectations? Did the player exceed expectations? Did the player leave do better somewhere else? How well did the herd maintain, retain, enhance? I think we could get into all kinds of analytics on this. What's the turnover look like? That's something you should evaluate on a yearly basis. What's the turnover? How well does Marshall or other schools retain its players? Is there a high turnover? Are players transferring out constantly? Are they bringing more players in through the transfer portal than they're losing? You're going to have to come up with new metrics. And you're right. It is hard to evaluate how a class impacts overall year to year because it's going to change every year. Players are going to be different. And that's part of the problem with college athletics right now. You can't form that bond. Now, you have the bond with the team. Marshall University, it's your school, it's your team. You have that bond. However, players you can't really form an attachment to. Here today, gone tomorrow. Text line still remains open. 304-396-TALK. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up tonight, 6 o'clock, we're going to be on 93.7 The Dog as well as right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 for our pregame coverage. Marshalls at Troy. Basketball coming up tonight here on your home of the herd all season long. And that's ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. Looking forward to it. The herd getting the win earlier today on the women's side, 74 to 42. Let's hope that the men can get it done as well, as this is an important game for Marshall and the standings. Marshall's close with the leaders. That's the good news. The Thundering Herd right now, 12 and 12, 7 and 4. App State's 10 and 1. Troy's 9 and 2. 
And then the two teams ahead of the herd right now, James Madison and Louisiana, both at eight and three. After Marshall, Southern Miss is six and five. So Marshall doesn't want to drop. Marshall with a win tonight could move into the four spot, depending on what happens with James Madison and Louisiana. Troy, Troy would go no further than third, depending on what happens tonight. Of course, a win will keep Troy at least one game behind App State, which stands at 10-1 and in league play. All of that's coming up tonight. We'll run down what's happening in the Sun Belt as well. That's on West Virginia and Appalachian Laborers District Council College Basketball today. It's presented by Lyona, your workforce solution, WVLDC.org. Looking forward to it tonight as Marshall needing this one desperately. Thundering Herd with a homestand, winning three of four. That's good news. Marshall was almost perfect at home. If Marshall could have won all four games in the homestand, that would have put Marshall at eight and three and right there with James Madison and Louisiana. As it stands right now, Marshall can't fall much further. Marshall's going to have to start making some moves and hope some teams ahead lose. And Marshall's got an opportunity to do damage to Troy tonight. And we'll find out what's happening with the herd here in the next few minutes. And then we'll get you out to Trojan Arena as the herd in Troy, Alabama. It's a it's an interesting venue, 5,200 seats in Trojan's Arena. So it's a smaller venue. Should be a cozy atmosphere tonight for Marshall and Troy. I'm looking forward to it. We'll have more from Coach Huff tomorrow. We'll also have Dan D'Antoni tomorrow as well as we will look back on what happened tonight on our show tomorrow. We'll also... I've got a couple of things planned. We're expecting an announcement from the yet-to-be-named Tri-State baseball team from the Appalachian League. Uh, We're going to have a guest coming on, I believe, at 5.30 tomorrow. That's the tease. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Be back with you in just a moment on West Virginia and Appalachian Laborers District Council College Basketball Today.